What's up, everybody? Before we get into this new episode, I just wanted to let everybody know that your girl Rosie, yes me, is now available on Patreon.com. If you just type that in, slash the Rosie Perspective, or just look me up in the search bar, you'll be able to find me and you can become a member and you'll have early access to new episodes as well as exclusive mini tings because I know y'all like hearing my three cents. So head over, support your girl, show love, help me keep this movement rocking, And as always, I appreciate the love and support. And thank you in advance, everybody. Now let's get into this episode. You are now tuning in to your new favorite podcast where we talk about a little bit of everything. I'm your host, Rosie, and this is The Rosie Perspective. Now let's get into it. Hey, it's your girl, Rosie. I'm back with another episode of The Rosie Perspective. I have season four's first guest on, and you probably didn't know that, but I just decided that you're going to be the first guest of season four, but I have a special guest. Uh, I have an ebony foot goddess by the name of Goddess Hiromi on with me, and uh, I would like you to introduce yourself so that people know exactly where this name comes from and what you do. Hi, so um, I am Goddess Naromi. I am a ebony dominatrix, pro-dominatrix, and I am a foot goddess. Um, I specialize in foot worship where I am being worshipped by subs or submissive males and females, Um, but I pretty much do and dabble into other areas of BDSM, kinks, and fetishes. Um, Haromi means abundant beauty in Japanese, and I felt like this was fitting, and I'm just here just to be my organic self and just answer any questions or, you know, that you may have, and hopefully I get to hear and, you know, see some of you after this podcast. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for joining me as a guest. So for people that don't know how I found you, I've been following you on Twitter for like, I don't know, at this point, probably like 10 years. Like we've been following each other for a long time. We've been each other forever. Right. So I've seen that, you know, you've been posting more and more about, um, you know, the worshiping of your feet and the type of work that you do. So I'm like, you know what, let me get you on here. I'm sure there are plenty of people that want to hear about it that are uh, interested, such as I. So uh, during your introduction, you mentioned men and women. I didn't know that it was women also. So um, before we get to that part, if you could just let our listeners know exactly how you got started with doing this did you just have fire ass feet and one day you know because people be joking like you should, you should be on only fans I think that's how people get started when people keep saying it you're like you know what I might so how'd you get started you know what I've always considered having an only fans like when it started to become popular because I'm like wait a minute women are making money without having to leave their home like yes <laughs> please but um with me I've always been a sex positive person where I'm definitely comfortable in my sexuality. I'm very, um, I wouldn't say liberated or anything like that because I hate that quote unquote term, but I'm comfortable with myself and I'm comfortable talking about the things that make me feel happy and fulfilled. So when you meet other people in that dynamic who also share that as well, and it's just like, okay, you don't feel like an oddball or an oddcast, it makes you feel better. Because some of the things that we discuss, especially in BDSM, is taboo, especially within the Black community, because there's right. a lot of things that 
one person may feel as though, you know, this is my thing, this is what I'm into, but they can't share that with their friends because they're gonna be like, okay, well, that's a little bit weird, but they don't wanna be judged or anything. Um, I've noticed that with my past relationships, I've always been, and I still am, I'm very caring, I'm very sweet, I'm very kind. And one would actually call me a submissive if you were to be with me romantically. But then I realized that with me being so passive, like, to be honest, men started treating me better when I was mean to them. Girl, I don't know why it's a thing, but it is a thing. And they say they want a submissive woman, and it's not that they don't. But the women that kind of are meaner or treat them a little bit worse actually get better treatment, which is weird. It is weird. And you know what? Like, I started, uh, this is ran off topic but back in 2012 I started bartending at a couple of strip clubs and you know there's this uh, whole judgment on you know if a woman works in the sex industry you know that you know she's easy she's a hoe she sleeps with everyone but every woman in there who walked in there with those six inch platforms they were a boss and everybody who came in up in there was an ATM and they fulfilled the fantasy without having to give much and if you give more than what you say that you do is nothing wrong with that I feel like you know whatever you do with your body is your choice but the fact that a, a woman can run up her bag and leave out of there and still be a professional that is amazing in my eyes and right. you know I think women like that should honestly be celebrated a little bit more it shouldn't be looked down upon and half of the people who look down upon women that are in the sex industry are either prude um, some of the men can't even bag the women that look as good as them. So they settle for what they have, no shade, no tea, <laughs> anything, but it's just, I, I've never been the type of person like, oh, you're a hoe. Like, number one, like what, what you do with your bodily parts don't make me feel any type of way. If anything, I want people out there to get their nut and to do so apologetically because you should be having fun doing it. And if you're not having fun doing what you're doing or you're not a five, I mean, how are you going to have fun doing anything, anything else? Right. <laughs> No, I get what you're saying. You definitely have to, if that's your avenue, then have a good time at it. Don't do something that you miserable. You might as well just do it and then have fun. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But if it is, then you might as well get the job done. So you mentioned like, um, which is one of the questions that I had, like, would you consider, consider yourself a sex worker? Yep. <laughs> okay. So I guess what is the misconceptions besides the ones you just listed uh is there any additional misconceptions you would say as far as like sex worker because you're not sleeping with these men which once people think of sex worker they automatically jump to like oh like you said she's wilding like eat like even like sugar babies like I would consider what they do sex work even though that they're some of them are not even having sex with these men but you know what like you are performing or soliciting something for money or goods. That can be your time. It doesn't have to be your insides or your outsides or anything like that, or any type of sexual service. So sex work is pretty much, you're providing something for money or goods, a service. It does not have to be sexual. It can be men, women, transgender people, anyone who perceives some sort of money in exchange for those services. And I call it sex work instead of prostitution, or quote-unquote hoeing because we should be decriminalizing that shit right about now why why do we have to have like so so much control or like a slanderous term for people getting what they want I mean that's really my opinion on it like uh -huh. with me as a dominatrix and I said this earlier because 
I'm starting to get out of my shell and date again. I haven't okay. dated in a few years and I'm usually upfront with what I do. I'm like, hey, this is what I do as my side hustle. I'm currently paying for school. It does pay. And I think a lot of people think, you know, when you're in a steamy session with someone that it just automatically goes into, well, this person must be fucking them because, you know, of what they're doing. Yeah. Case, I penetrate my clients. My clients do not get to penetrate me. And what I do is I call it pegging. That's a term for when we use our strap-ons or dildos in order to wait. So you engage in like pegging? Yes. Lord Jesus. See the pegging for me. So I think it's different for you because they are already requesting these things knowing you provide these services right like or have you had these instances where it's like a dude you're dating or whatever and he kind of just asked you without knowing but you say you're pretty upfront though I'm pretty upfront a lot of the men that I've dated like you have some men who are like oh well I don't have a problem with it it's just not my thing and then you have men who are like who will approach me in my inbox requesting a, a service but then will try to swing it as well, actually, I'm really trying to get to know you and I don't want this to feel awkward. I just want someone to understand me. Okay. I have a sub right now who who's in a relationship um, with, a, with a girl. She's pretty much vanilla. Like she doesn't dabble into like any type of like rough play or any type of sex that's like more experienced. So he comes to me in order to fulfill that need. Like I'll put him on a leash if he wants to be pegged I peg him like if he wants to be flogged or spanked like that's what he gets from me because he cannot get that from her and he okay, is a I get what you're saying. So. okay so I don't know if we got the answer but how did you like get started on everything was it just I mean did it start off with just the feet fetish where guys were like really into your feet and then you're like you know what or it was just these random requests where you're like maybe I should actually engage in this and they keep asking me a little bit of both. I've always had men that like admired my feet. Like I've had men like pay for shoes or men like, like oh my gosh, like the shoes that you wore in your picture was amazing. Let me like pay for a pedicure or something like that. And I'm like, okay, like at that time I really wasn't privy to foot fetishes. And I'm like, okay, this person must have like some sort of kink where they really like this. And when I'm when I used to be intimate with like someone before I even got into this industry, like, and a dude tried to stuff like my entire foot in his mouth, I was just like, oh, okay, so this is a little bit. <laughs> Not the entire foot, child. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, maybe I've always danced and joked with the idea, maybe I should go ahead and make an OnlyFans for my feet. And I danced with this idea for years. And I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and do it. There's a story that kind of led up to me making my OnlyFans. And it has to do with a client of mine that is a pastor. And So I've seen you post <laughs> on the timeline. Girl, obviously, you cover the faces. You never show anybody's face. But um, OK, was this pastor married? Not that it matters, but I'm curious. He is not married. But okay. um, I can go into the story of how we met. Yes, ma'am, because pastors be on some freak stuff, which if that's what you do, that's what you do. But, you know, they holier than thou seems to be whatever, but they like what they like from what I've heard. So, yes. Can you get into the story? Yes. So I was at the time dating someone. I want to say this was back in late January, early February, and we were supposed to go to a restaurant. I get there, which it 
it takes me a little while to get there. And um, I realize that the person that's supposed to meet me there has not been there. So I'm obviously upset. I do not like being scared. Okay, so what happened was I call the person that I'm supposed to date, well, I'm supposed to meet at this restaurant. And I'm wondering, well, you know, where are you? And he's just like, oh, I forgot. I'm dressed up. I am in full makeup and I, I look amazing. And I have my feet out. I have my heels. I'm walking across the street in my heels. The pastor is sitting outside with his son. The son has to be about maybe two or three. But I go, we were all waiting outside, me and the other patrons, because you have to put your name on a reservation. And he's just like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, hello, I have to keep it moving because I don't like <laughs> making contact or anything or talking, making small talk in the street. I may think you're trying to set me up. So I just do what I have to do and I move away. But he's trying to engage in conversation. He said, are you waiting for someone? I said, well, I thought I was, but you know, that person isn't here anymore. And I said, he said, oh, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. He said, I just want to let you know your feet look amazing. And I'm like, oh, thank you. So sweet. So he was just like, well, if your person isn't coming, you can have breakfast or brunch with me and my son. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to intrude or anything, but he was just like, no, I insist. So since they had called his name before I'm mine, I went and sat down with them both. We had a nice time. It so wasn't awkward. It, 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 we haven't gotten there yet. So, okay. <laughs> so he's, it was, it was a lovely meal. And the restaurant coincidentally is, I want to say maybe two blocks away from where we're about to go for our destination. So he was just like, you know, if you're not doing anything busy, I know you were talking to me saying that you live kind of far. Um, you can go and hang out with me and my son. We can watch some movies. I'm like, uh, I don't feel comfortable going to your house or anything like that. You know, I, I barely know you. I do appreciate, you know, brunch. If you need me to like provide any money for it, you know, that's fine. He said, no, no. Like I invited you. He said, my church is up the street. I said, okay. So he was just like, if you don't mind, like, you know, if, if you just drive like right across the street, like, I'll just let us in. We'll watch a movie and everything. No creep stuff or anything like that. He starts going in and telling me that, you know, this is his only son that he has. And he's not married, but he is a pastor. And he is a prominent pastor here in Atlanta. And I'm like, okay, well, I have my peace on me. So I'm not worried. Um, <laughs> yes, you definitely be having your peace. You be like, yeah. okay, try me if you want to. So we get upstairs to like this lounge area, which is where the picture of that that y'all know and love are was posted. He puts his son, which I thought we were all going to be watching the movie together. He puts his son down for a nap in like the church nursery and comes back and we're watching Safe House. Yeah, it was Safe House because that's the movie with Denzel Washington. Yes. He was just like, yeah, I just, he said, I just couldn't help myself because, you know, your feet look amazing. And, you know, I, I just have a thing for pretty feet. And I'm like, okay. So he's just like, do you want a foot massage? And I'm like, I want to seem weird. You know, we're in the house of the Lord. So I'm like, um, okay. Even though it's kind of weird for me to get a foot massage in the house of the Lord. Right. So we are, you know, vibing, watching the movie, and then he's like massaging my feet, which felt amazing. Love foot massages. And then he starts like kissing my foot, and I'm like, okay, so what are you doing? This is not awkward. And it is very awkward. And I just sat there in silence, and I'm trying not to, you know, react because I don't know if this man is going to go crazy. I'm in the house of the Lord. He does not know that I have my firearm on me or anything. And all of a sudden, like, I feel like wetness between 
my index toe and my big toe and his tongue is like between my toes like and I'm like and then it goes from like my foot being in his mouth like you would have thought like my my toe ring was going down his throat I was shocked I was amazed and I was a little bit turned on about it but then I felt (laughs) so dirty because I'm like yo we are in a church so I was just like you know what he was just like, you know, you was, you know, like, do you have an OnlyFans or anything? Wow, my foot is in his mouth, going in and out. I said, you know what, I'm about to start. I said, right. I said, would it make it easier for you, like, in order to send me money and I continue to do this for you? He says, yeah. So he's a subscriber, but I went into full dom mode. Like, I make him get on his knees. He is jacking off. That this, that's what he's. Wait, 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 wait. Have you done this before, or some something inside of you just like I might as well just see I'm how far he's willing to go? Like, fuck it, honestly. And the fact that he was getting off and moaning from being instructed what to do, I started stepping on him. And he, Girl, what you mean stepping on him? How? Like his pants are already off. I'm stepping on his back. I'm stepping on his ass. Like I'm mushing his face with my foot. That is heavily drenched with saliva girl and, and he liked I'm all of that huh my mode i'm yelling at him like i'm kicking him in the face i'm kicking him into the ball into the balls which i then find out he's into cock and ball torture which is a kink um so after like i want to say maybe five to seven minutes later he ends up on his back and with his penis in his hand he is releasing himself and then he's like releasing himself on my feet oh my goodness and that escalated quickly yeah like it was just like a scene that you would see like on bang bros or something and then like he went into like this desk that is in the lounge room and like gets a towel and gets some soap and like some water from the restroom and cleans my feet in silence oils them back up again and he's just like I want to do this again someday but he's very you know how you can go from meeting someone who's very vocal and we're talking and it's just like an experience happens and they're dead silent yeah everything was either a yes or no question like a a yes or no answer afterwards yes and then he was really really soft-spoken not the person who would be preaching to a congregation type of person oh my god you were probably like what the fuck just happened like yeah and i'm like yo do you have some sort of uh I, I don't know, but I didn't ask anything. I just took my stuff and he gave me money for that session. And I was, I was just, just about to ask if he paid. Yes, he compensated me. And I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna see him again. And I did. And I, I ended up driving back home and I got on Clubhouse and I told my friend, shout out to the Trap House on Clubhouse. That's my club. But um, telling them about it, whenever I go and do my meetups, I always send them my location. Yes, and that's important. They, I was definitely yeah, going to ask about that. Like, my safety is important and they course. are well aware of what I do. Some of them are like, oh my gosh, like, you know, this is so dope. You know, it's so liberating to see you. I'm living through you. It's it, it was a, it was an experience and it's not the first foot job or you know foot session that I did it's definitely not going to be the last okay so speak speaking of foot jobs child okay <laughs> so, <laughs> as some of y'all know you know fleets have been deleted from Instagram I don't even know did you start off by putting it on a fleet no I because I, oh, I know it's on my timeline 
I had actually posted on the timeline, but it, it didn't get a lot of views until shout out to Barky Bugs. He had posted like, hey, I just saw somebody in my fleet give a foot job. And from there, it went viral. I had gotten like 5,000 views that night. It Mind you, like that all happened like maybe 10, 11 p.m., maybe midnight. Like people were on fleets looking because as y'all know, Twitter deleted fleets. And that's how I came about when you retweeted it, when you, when the person said like, oh, I came across um, a foot job on my fleet. Girl, so, okay, I didn't hear about foot jobs until I had recorded a podcast with these other podcasters, the Cool Out Corner, uh, a couple months ago, and one of them mentioned he got a foot job. I'm like, what? I'm like, that's so weird. Like, that's a thing. Like, I had never heard of it before. And then you posted the video, so I got a visual of what it looked like. And um, girl, wow, okay. <laughs> it, it's a skill. I had originally, like, I mean, I kind of knew what it was, but I had never seen anyone else refer to it in action until I watched Love and Hip Hop and and, uh, Carly Redd and uh, Young Jock were referring to one of their intimate moments of him getting a foot job by Carly. And uh, I was just like, oh my gosh, I didn't know they were into kinks and stuff like that. I mean, you can kind of tell. Yeah. Um, But I was just like, oh, okay, well, I don't feel as like weird or anything and you know what whenever you meet or see somebody doing something that's a little bit taboo knowing that someone else does it it makes it gives you a sort of ease so okay no fair enough understandably like so when you perform like the foot jobs did it used to feel weird and now it feels like it is what it is or has it always kind of and it still feels kind of like okay it's a little weird but as long as he likes it I'm gonna keep doing it Mm -mm. And I don't look at anything that, you know, people do within BDSM, like, kind of weird. I don't know. It's, it's, I think once I actually started learning more about different kinks and fetishes and why people have this, um, why they do what they do, it's made it less weird. Um, okay. I think the only time that I was actually weirded out was when I serviced the pastor. And after that, especially going a second time, I felt like the baddest bitch walking. Like, I walked out of the church and I'm just like, yeah a couple hundred dollars like oh my gosh like and I didn't have to take off my clothes I felt so empowered and liberated for the fact that I got to keep my shit on and I just made a couple hundred dollars and now I'm about to go spend it or save it or put it towards my tuition which I'm currently doming for so it's been okay no you are in school so and you said this is your side hustle so some people may I mean, if they didn't catch that part, they may feel like, oh, this is her primary job and she could be doing something else. But as you stated, it's your side hustle. You are going to school. So it's not like, I mean, even if people are doing it full time, hey, whatever works for you. But in your case, you're doing this as a side hustle, which seems to be paying very well. So you mentioned, um, you said cock and ball torture. What are the other services that you provide uh, for the people that are listening that may be interested in either services or just trying it on their mates? You know, some people can do it at home. I'm glad you asked. So I provide, oh, and with all my sessions, I provide aftercare. And I think that's so important because there needs to be some sort of transition period that'll ease your sub or your client to come out of their, their play session from a kink. Um, I give it to all my clients because it would be kind of traumatizing for me to go ahead and use a dildo and stick it up your ass 
and then flogging you and tell you to sing, lift every voice and sing, and then to go out and act like nothing happened. So I try to give them some sort of aftercare massage. We talk about the session, things that we can work on. I give them a fruit snack or some juice or some water, things to make them comfortable. But um, aside from that, what I do, um, I do, uh, okay, let me brace myself because um, I, I do a lot. Uh, I, I've researched certain fetishes and kinks. Um, I dabble into foot worship, uh, goddess worship. Um, I do have subs and pay pigs that are virtual only. They pay me to go on dates and to spend money and sometimes to even like have fun on their dime. They buy from my Amazon wish list. That's a form of financial domination, which I do. Okay. Uh, and ball torture. Um, I can either run and jump on you. I can step on you, stomp on you, heel or no heel, boot or no boot. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait a minute, ma'am. Okay, I ain't even got no balls, but that sounds brutal. And I've heard of that. I know that's a thing. And although you're not a man and you don't have one, but can't they have like long-term effects on their balls and their, their thing? Like, because you're talking about heel or no heel they probably could and usually I start with like the ball of my foot first but it's important that when you're engaging in a session that you have a safe word that they need to yell out and use if you do not yell that out and use it I'm gonna assume that what you want me to do is what you want me to perform mm. but when I do a safe word the session stops or either I ask them, I say, well, how do you want me to adjust? And they're like, okay, a little bit softer or a little bit harder. And then I go ahead and correspond from there. But okay. I also do jerk off instruction, um, which means I tell you what to do um, when you are pleasuring yourself. Okay. I, I do something called queening, which is face sitting, either with pants on or pants off. Um, I like to power bomb my subs. So I'll have somebody laying on a bed, their head is like halfway dangling off and I run from one cross across the room to the other and I jump on you. And then we do breath play and I sit on your face until you do a snapping noise because you're not gonna be able to say anything to me. And then I get up and then we do it again and again until you want me to stop. Um, I dabble into humiliation and degradation. I make my subs wear leashes they wear underwear, they pay for my underwear, used and unused. Um, if I could upload, well, I have it on my Twitter if you look in my media, but I have men that make signs for me. They wear, they wear pantyhose, they worship me and bow down. They have no problem doing that. Some of them wear hoods to protect their identity. Others don't give a damn. Um, <laughs> you know that I do pegging, I do impact play. Some of my subs want me to spit on them, slap on them, punch them in the stomach you name it and girl this is a lot like this is a lot and this is really a thing which i i've heard so the fact that you're like breaking it down like and i'm sure there are some people that not that it matters but i'm sure there's some people that people on the outside would never know engage in such activities because i'm sure they come in all shapes sizes backgrounds careers and you know what? It's so funny because I talk about this in my course, which we'll bring up later. There are so many ways that you can be a dom without having to leave your home. Um, there are some subs who have paid for my urine. Child, to do what? 
they pay for whatever they want to do with it. Some of them put it on them. There is like toilet play, like there'll be, you'll have a sub that wants to put, have their face in the toilet or use themselves as a toilet. There's scat play, um, mm. pee play, which you use the bathroom on them. That gets them off. Like, I just, I look at it as a service. So how do you, so did you start off just randomly, like you said, researching and looking things up and then presenting it to certain people or it started off mainly by them just requesting these things and then you're like, oh, let me see what else they may be into. And then that's how you brought in, I guess, the amount of services that you now provide. A little of both because it's, it really started out as just um, humiliation, uh, degrading and foot fetish. But if I ever had someone who was just like, well, hey, do you do this? And I'm like, you know what? Let me get back to you on that. I like to go ahead and do a little bit of research. And a lot of my research will come from porn and it'll come from like health websites and uh, as websites that cert- that um, pretty much um, give you more information about eroticism and human body and anatomy and everything. And I'll look at that and I'm like, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, I do that. Or, you know, I'll tell them like, Hey, I haven't done that. However, I'd be willing to do that for you. If that is what you want, you know, when do we start? And, you know, I'll give you a time time frame of when I look at things and how long it'll take me. Cause when I service someone for what they pay me and they pay me, I want to master that because I want you to keep coming back. That's how yeah. I do your business. I okay what's like the um what's the longest time no what's the girl let me see what how I'm trying to word it because it's probably not that damn complicated but what is which client have you had for the longest what's the time frame um I have one sub who has been doing this with me since like he's a long consistent client I have clients that'll be like I'll see them quarterly or once a year when they fly in, or once every other blue moon, whenever they can get to me. And that's because work and life and adulting gets in the way for both of us. Mm-hmm. So not only dom on weekends, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I do not do anything during the week because I have a full-time job and I go to school. So oh, okay. I would like to say maybe about seven months is like the most consistent client, if that makes okay. sense. All right. And have you had any like creepy experiences where you're like okay I'm not let, I'm not coming back to him or he can't come back to me because he was like I don't know way to the left like something that was kind of like okay this one is a little creepy not more creepy because like I'm so used to dealing with these types of people I've had more annoying like the other day yesterday I had someone call me find my find my Skype which I didn't get it out but call me in, in at noon during the middle of the day on my job, asking me to like get them off. And I'm like, well, did you tribute? And tribute is providing some sort of financial donation before I even start talking to you. I will not talk to you unless you provide me some money because you're taking time out of my day. And he's just like, no, but I wanted to get off. Immediately hang up the phone and block because I don't have time for that. What are you on? Um, I run a very tight knit ship over here and how I do things is how I do them. I'm a dom. My sub is not a dom. So there's a certain way that you need to address me in order for us to work. Um, you do have subs that will go ahead and send their dick. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I really don't care about that. My job here is to serve you. This is not a dating website. Um, what do you need from me in order to begin? Um, I've had one sub who I met in person 
he really wasn't weird, but the dynamic leading up to the meetup was like red flag, red flag, red flag. This person only wanted to pay in cash, which I don't do anymore. Um, and I went out because I don't accept payment in cash. I went out to Office Depot and got a money uh, correct a money uh, pen to make mm-hmm. sure that the bills were validated. That's Why were people giving you fake money? No one has given me fake money because I only accept money electronically. But for this person to be persistent and, and wanting to give me cash in this day of modern technology, I consider that as a red flag. Mm. Plus he was hiding something. He didn't want it documented, but no, I feel you. Probably, I would understand. Probably because I do have married clients and stuff like that. Oh. But, um, there are men who want me to come to their home. I do public meetups and public humiliation. Number one, it spices everything up. You do not want to be a sex offender out here in these streets. So I make sure that I scan areas before I'm out here doing what I need to do, unless they have paid for me to have a hotel room where we can do things in private. Okay, so earlier you stated that, you know, you're now jumping back into the dating scene. You haven't been, you know, in a relationship in a minute. So when you do, I guess, present this information, to the guys that you're potentially going to start dating um I guess what would be like the percentage of the guys that are like oh hell no or the guys that's like okay well if that's what you're doing that's not a problem I still want to get to know you um I've gotten more guys who still wanted to get to know me and then it's a little bit tough screening them because I'm like okay are you doing this because you have a kink and you want to get to know me so we can have sessions for free. There's always that level of, okay, is this person who they say they are when you vet them, you know, when you're trying to get to know them. But the only time I've had people like be like, absolutely not, is if they've like randomly DM'd me like, hey, like you're so beautiful. And I'm like, hey, you know, are you here for my dominatrix services? And then I don't hear from them again. And I'm like, all right, this is who I <laughs> crossed off my list. Okay, no, I get it. So, I mean, again, you present it, which is good because you can always be doing it on the side and not mentioning it. And then they find out by accident on purpose. Yeah, and I, I just like going into things with honesty, especially like if I meet someone and they have a kid or something like that, or if it's something that they're not used to. And I don't want them to speak on something that they don't know ignorantly. So I like, mm. to like hey, this is what I do. Let me know if you have an issue with it. And I'm at the point where if I'm dating someone and it gets real serious, and if this is going to be an issue for them, I don't mind like either going full virtual, which I plan on doing next year, or just stopping. Um, it's okay. It's not well, that's good. A problem for me. Okay. Well, that's good because you know some people um, are just like, oh well, you either accept it or you don't. But that's good that if it got to the point where you found your person and he did want you to stop that you would consider stopping um right which was another question I was going to ask did you is this something that you would do long term like let's say you don't quite find your person for a while would you just continue to do it unless uh until you finish paying for school or you think until you're tired of doing it I guess I'm preparing to do this for as long as I can, um, even after I finish school. But as far as 2022, I'm going full virtual unless I already have a sub that I've seen in in the past where we have an agreement where this is what we do. Um, and that'll be no more than five subs. Like, um, it's just very easy to dom over the internet and still get the profits that you would like to make. And um, the average dominatrix makes about 350 to 500 per session. 
Dang. And that's in person or virtual. You know, you make your price list, but I don't like to sell myself short. I've been working with another Dom who's way more seasoned than me. And her name is Lufari um, at Ari the Dom, D-O-M. Shout out to her. She has been a blessing and has helped me along my journey. Like, you know, maybe you should do this or this is how it has affected me and helped me. And maybe this will be good for you. And she's not pre pressuring. She's not pushy or anything, but she has been an asset and a major contributor to my success as a dom. No, that's good that you have somebody to, you know, ask questions since you're getting into it and she's well-seasoned, like you said. So, I mean, that works. So speaking of virtual, you mentioned that you will be going virtual uh, 2022. And I know from your Twitter, you also mentioned that you will be offering classes. If you could just let the listeners know for whoever's interested, what classes you will be um, offering and how they can get signed up. Yes. So I do a, I have a 18 page PDF, which I work damn hard for. It's a Dom 101 starter pack. Um, with that, you can use the kit as a study guide, um, but you should always be researching externally in order to uh, protect your brand and to learn more about BDSM culture and things that you would need beforehand and during and after. Um, me as a dom, I don't know everything. I don't think any dom does. You're never too old to learn and you're not unteachable. You can always be taught. So the kit includes different websites and apps in order to gain and retain clientele and exposure. You can use the social media platforms to make engagement, hashtags. I go over attire and cosplay guidelines when you vet a partner, when you need to set up a session, either virtual, online, aftercare, safety for your partner, servitude agreement so that you have like a, a document like between or a partnership or agreement between you and your sub. I, I go over certain ABCs of kinks, limits, your safe words, and much more. And by purchasing that, um, you get access to me as far as answering questions. And I will put you in a Dom chat with other Doms who have purchased and who are, you know, gaining to pool resources or to network in their role. And they've been pretty successful so far. That's good. That's good. So, um, so where can they find you in all of, you know, the services that you provide? I know you are on OnlyFans. I don't know if that's the only place they can find you, but wherever they can find you, uh, please provide that information to my listeners. Yeah, it is. Uh, I have an OnlyFans. It is OnlyFans.com forward slash Goddess Haromi, or you can go to my Twitter, which is Black Suede Pumps. It's B-L-A-A-K-S-U-E-D-E. P-U-M-P-S. I've had the same Twitter uh, since forever, um, even though they got my Instagram out of here Juneteenth weekend, but now I have a new Instagram, which it is Black Suede Pumps, but instead of the U in pumps, it is an X. Um, you can find me either of those places. I'll be able to answer any question. And once you are ready to purchase the Dom 101 starter pack, we can begin your journey from there. It is going for $50 currently right now as a limited time special rate. So get it quick before the price goes up. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I'll be sure to tag you and everything so they know where to find you as well. I okay. definitely appreciate you coming on here, enlightening me and my listeners. Uh, like you said, a lot of this is taboo. Some people are into it. Some people are not. But hearing from you and hearing from, you know, the other side uh, and perspective and how things kind of work. I feel like would be great for my listeners. So I appreciate you coming on here and explaining everything. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Like I, I hope to hear from everybody, even if they had just have like a, a random or general question, 
I'm very friendly. As long as you say hello, and if you are a sub looking for a service, as long as you tribute before engaging with me, we'll get along just great. And <laughs> do more for people. Yeah, or not. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, once again, thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of the Rosie Perspective. I know this one was spicy, y'all. So I know y'all gonna be all up in my DMs. But hey. I give you guys what you guys want and like, and Goddess Hiromi definitely provided a bunch of information. So until next time, y'all, bye. Bye. Lord Jesus, I told y'all that episode was going to be spicy. So I hope y'all learned something new. I hope y'all realize how much people outside be outsiding. So, I mean, and inciting too, because people do a lot of freaky things behind closed doors. So I hope y'all enjoyed that episode. So make sure you guys come back next week. I've been alternating mini episodes, my little mini tings and guest episodes. So next week's episode will be a mini tings episode. Stay tuned to find out what the topic is. Make sure if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, leave your girl a review. Why not? And continue to stream support. And of course, you can always find me on Instagram at the underscore Rosie underscore perspective. Peace.